It has now been just about three weeks since the news media began breathlessly fear-mongering about the new Omicron variant. It was spreading like wildfire, we were told. We needed to mask up again, we were told. We might need to lock down. So now the data are in. So far, according to the CDC, there have been 43 cases of Omicron detected in the United States. Not 43,000, not 4,300, not 430, 43. Of those 43 people who came down with the cron, 34 of them, almost 80%, had taken the full regimen of Fauci ouchies. They were fully vaccinated and they got it anyway. Of those 34, 14 of them, 41%, had received a booster shot. They were more than fully vaccinated. They had taken extra Fauci ouchies of the whole crew. Just one person was hospitalized, and that was for a very short period of time. Not a single person has died. This is wonderful news to everyone except for the sociopaths who want to keep us all locked down. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment yesterday is from Dominic Zelenak, who says Hillary Clinton should help Jesse with his post-trial victory speech. That's a good idea. And then in about four or five years, while Jesse is sitting in an orange jumpsuit, he can tearfully read his, his acquittal speech, his, his exoneration speech. That would be wonderful. He, you know, he, if, if he really wanted to look better, if he really wanted to beautify himself for that moment, which unfortunately for him will never come, he might consider wearing pearl jewelry. We all could consider a little pearl jewelry, especially this Christmas time. So when you do, I recommend checking out Pearl Source. Gentlemen, I know that you think that you've got all the time in the world to get your lucky lady something for Christmas. I know, I've been there, I've done this. Well, time is running out. I've got a great opportunity for you, right? But you got to make a move now. The Pearl Source. At the Pearl Source, you get the highest quality pearl jewelry at up to 70% off retail prices. Why? Because the Pearl Source cuts out the middlemen by eliminating those crazy jewelry store markups and selling directly to you, the consumer. At the Pearl Source, you will find the largest selection of pearls available anywhere. Each jewelry piece is custom made specifically for you. Pearls are a classic, timeless, wonderful gift for Christmas order now. There are global supply chain problems. Shipping carriers, uh, carriers rather, are expecting major delays of delivery times. This is your last chance. Go, head on over. The Pearl Source offers fast, free, two-day shipping, zero contact delivery. She's going to love it. A no-hassle, 60-day money-back guarantee, free return shipping. For a limited time, listeners to this show can get 20% off your entire order. Do not wait until it's too late to do your Christmas shopping. Go to the Pearl Source dot com slash Knowles. Enter promo code Knowles at checkout for 20% off your entire order. If you want fine pearl jewelry at the best prices online, go straight to the source, the pearl source, the pearlsource.com slash Knowles, promo code Knowles at checkout. The Omicron is not apparently as scary as we were told that it's going to be. Isn't that good? In a normal country, in normal times, that would be considered a good thing. Oh, it's more mild. Oh, it's not killing or hospitalizing or oh, that that many people. That's great. Wonderful. No, not wonderful. 
according to the public health officials and the fear mongers, because the, the real threat posed by Omicron for them is that they won't be able to hold on to their power. So they're gripping on as tightly as they possibly can. Right now in Portland, Oregon, children are being forced to eat lunch outside. I don't know if you're very familiar with Portland, Oregon, but it's a little chilly there. Someday it can be, it can get a little cold. Kindergartners, this story came out last week, kindergartners are forced to eat lunch outside, separated on these little buckets so that they can social distance in 40 degree weather, maybe a little bit colder at the Capitol Hill Elementary School there. And that way they won't be near their friends, they can't huddle for warmth, and they're going to sit outside. So they're not going to catch the woo flu. They might catch pneumonia, which is going to be a lot more dangerous for the kids, but at least they'll be able to avoid the Omicron, which has not seriously affected anybody in the United States. Does that make sense to you? No, it doesn't make much sense to me either. Seems ignorant, seems like child abuse, but it seems like it's not letting up anytime soon. Dr. Fauci, the most powerful politician in the country, was just asked on ABC News when he thought the two weeks to slow the spread were going to come to an end, when he thought, okay, people are fully vaccinated, when can we go back to normal? And he said, well, not, not everyone has had their booster shot yet. I think if you look at the data, the more and more it becomes clear that if you want to be optimally protected, you really should get a booster. And I think we'll be continuing to evaluate what the official designation is. But for now, if you want to be optimally protected, absolutely get a booster if you've already had your primary vaccination. And projecting forward, should we be expecting yearly boosters? If it becomes necessary to get yet another boost, then we'll just have to deal with it when that occurs. But I'm hoping from an immunological standpoint that that third shot of an mRNA and the second shot of a J&J will give a much greater durability of protection than just the six months or so that we're seeing right now. Well, we're just gonna have to wait and see, George. I guess you're going to have to have me back on your television program next year and ask me for permission to go back to your life or ask me if you need another, another shot in the arm. And then I'll decide then because I am the great and exalted Dr. Fauci. All will bow down before me, George. Thank you. Back to you, George. We're already on the fourth shot. Now, we're not on the fourth shot right now, but there are countries around the world that are. Israel is openly contemplating among the Israeli health agencies requiring a fourth shot of the mRNA to be considered fully vaccinated. That's already happening. And this guy's playing dumb. He's, he's playing dumb and he's playing coy. He's like, I don't know. We'll see. Just the most important thing is to ask me and then I'll give you permission or I won't or I won't. Obviously, the man has no credibility. The public health apparatus has no credibility anymore because they have not only gotten things wrong, but they've also lied to us. And that guy's lied to us. And he's lied to us from the very beginning. He lied to us on the masks. And he admitted that he lied to us on the masks. He misrepresented not only the science or something, he misrepresented his own views about the science. And he said he told people not to wear the masks because he wanted to save them for his friends in public health. So no credibility whatsoever. And, and 
he doesn't even need the credibility because he's not giving us a timetable. It used to be, no, two more weeks, no, one more month, no, three more months, no, just this shot. And then you're, but now he's saying, I don't know, I hope, yeah, I hope, hope the extra shot is enough. But, you know, we'll see. Ask me then. They keep changing all the rules. That is a feature, not a bug of the COVID regime, of the public health dictatorship that we're now living under. Because if there were clear rules that were set, then they would ha- wouldn't have the power that they do. But if the rules are contingent upon their own whims and caprices, then they do have all of the power. Elizabeth Warren seems to be projecting a little bit when she's looking at this asymmetry of power between the left and the right. Elizabeth Warren just went on Don Lemon's show. He's still on CNN for now. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't been booted yet like his buddy Fredo. So Elizabeth Warren was discussing... A, a federal election takeover that the Democrats are trying to push. And she said that the, the left has to do this because right now a small group of extremists are uh, attempting to change the laws uh, to, to hold on to their minority power. I would have gotten rid of the filibuster overall years ago. But right now it's what's holding us up on the voting rights bill. Uh, and we've got almost everybody on board to be able to either change the filibuster overall or create an exception. But look, this is the most important thing we've got to do. We have got to get voting rights passed through. We are now dealing with a major political party that has decided that the only way they can win is by changing the laws to keep an extremist minority in power regardless of what voters want. Mm -hmm. And so... We've just got to pass this voting rights bill, and uh, we're all working on it. That was Senator Pot, ladies and gentlemen. That was Senator Pot c- calling the kettle black. S- Senator, I'm sorry, calling the, the kettle a person of color. I'm sorry, I don't want to be uh, offensive. Elizabeth Warren saying that uh, we need to change the laws to stop a a group of politicians from changing the laws to protect their power. And, and the reason that we got to change the laws and the procedures in the Senate is to pass a federal election takeover that will, f- that will fundamentally change our constitutional order and give Democrats a permanent electoral advantage. And we have to do that so that the Republicans don't do that or something. Hmm? Seems like projection to me, especially when you consider Elizabeth Warren's approval rating. Elizabeth Warren's approval rating in the doldrums, as is Pete Buttigieg's, as is Kamala Harris's, as is the approval rating of the congressional Democrats and the Senate Democrats and the president of the United States, Joe Biden. They have very little support right now for a number of reasons. They're failing on every single issue. I'm saying they're obviously literally, they're failing in in terms of doing their job, but the American people view them as failing as well, including on COVID. That was the one issue that Biden was still above water on, at least for some period of time. He no longer is. Obviously on the economy, he's completely in the doldrums. And so you've got a group of people with minority support, a very small amount of public support, trying to change the rules and hold on to their power and make that power permanent. But not only do the Democrats not have majority support among the American people, according to public opinion polls, they don't even have majority support among Democrats. There's a new poll out 
looking at 2024 that shows that only 37% of Democrats want Joe Biden to be their nominee in 2024. Well, they're going to have to do something to protect their electoral viability. And when you want to protect yourself in your home, I would strongly recommend you check out Ring. This Christmas season, you're going to want to protect your own home because people show up. Maybe they're delivering presents. Maybe they're delivering in-laws. And maybe you're going to want to open the door sometimes. And maybe you're going to want to not open the door sometimes. You're also going to want to give out the gift of protection, a gift that makes you feel like you're living in the Jetsons, really high quality technology at a really low price that is going to keep your friends safe and sound, which is why you got to check out Ring Alarm. You know about the Ring Video Doorbell. You can see and speak to whoever is at your door, whether you're in the house or outside the house or wherever. Ring also has a powerful alarm system. It's amazing. It'll let you protect every inch of your house, not just for security purposes, but from freeze, from fire, from flooding. It costs very, very little. You get a whole year of Ring Alarm for what you'd pay for one month of those old-timey security systems. This Christmas season, deck the halls, walls, doors, and windows with the best deals of the year on the award-winning Ring Alarm. Go to ring.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Get a great deal on a Ring Alarm security kit today. That is ring.com slash Knowles. According to a new poll, INI slash TIPP poll on on Monday, last Monday, over one-third of, uh, just a little over one-third of Democrats want Biden as the candidate on the 2024 presidential ticket. Another 16% of Democrats chose Kamala Harris, 16%, not great. And 13% remain overall unsure. Uh, This is really, really rough for them. It would be one thing if 37% of Democrats wanted Joe Biden and 45% of Democrats wanted Kamala Harris or or 50%, obviously 50% or greater wanted Kamala Harris. That would be much easier. Joe Biden could retire, go quietly off into the sunset. He probably wouldn't even know that it was happening. And then Kamala Harris could take over. She would appear to be the heir apparent. But the, the problem for the heir apparent is that she's significantly less popular than Joe Biden. Joe Biden's approval rating is somewhere around 38%. Kamala Harris's is somewhere around 27, 28%. So it's, it's much, much worse. So they don't have it. So what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to maintain a sense of crisis and emergency, both to scare people into not changing horses in the middle of our great fight against COVID and Omicron, goodness gracious, a 44th person might come down with Omicron if we don't keep Joe Biden in power. But they'll also need to do that in order to justify their cheating in all of the elections. Um, This is not a conspiracy theory. You heard Elizabeth Warren talking about it. She wants to pass federal legislation to give Congress and the, the federal government, now run by Democrats, the opportunity to control all of these local elections. This would be a reordering of our constitutional system. They want to do that to make permanent all of the shenanigans that you saw in 2020, where they reordered how the elections took place, where they got rid of election day and turned it into election month, where they they just openly ignored prohibitions state by state against widespread mail-in ballots. That's what you saw in Pennsylvania. They just ignored it. They just broke the law where they did not count the ballots on election night, but it went on for days and days and weeks until finally the numbers seemed to work for them. They want to make these kinds of things permanent. It's the only way they're getting reelected. <laughs> there's, there's, it's virtually impossible to come back 
from numbers like this. And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Well, one hopes that 2022 is a good year for Republicans and we can gain a little political power and we won't be squishes and they'll, they'll actually have the courage to wield that political power looking into 2024. But as of now, the public health bureaucracy, which is the necessary tool to maintain this sense of crisis and emergency and change all the election rules, they are going full steam ahead. And you might need your shot and you might need your other shot and you might need 50 more shots before 2024. Speaking of changing all the rules in a way that is absurd and obviously unjust, this dude who's swimming on the UPenn women's swimming team continues to smash all of the records and brag about it as well. Uh, this would be Will Thomas. He now goes by the name Leah. And he's just a hulking dude who keeps smashing women's records. And all the girls on the team have to pretend to be happy about it, even though a lot of them are now speaking with media outlets saying this is clearly unfair. And he's taking all of our trophies <laughs> and he's taking all of our accolades and scholarships and, and all the rest of it. So one teammate told OutKick that this fella, Will Thomas, bragged after winning the 200 freestyle at the Akron Zippy Invitational. He said, quote, that was so easy, I was cruising. And after winning the 300 freestyle, uh, he, was, he was happy that he won, but he was disappointed with his time. And he said, at least I'm still number one in the country in front of his teammates. Ah, uh, darn. I, I beat all of you girls, obviously, because I'm a dude. But, ah, uh, gosh, I should have done a little better. Oh, well, at least I'm number one. <laughs> yeah, you're number one in a category that you don't belong to. So how do we fix this? Conservatives feel, and even some moderate liberals, feel perfectly comfortable saying that this is wrong. This is why so much of the cultural battle over weird sex issues is focused on women's sports right now. Women's sports, something about which virtually no one actually cares. We all have to pretend that we, the most important justice issue in America is the UPenn women's swimming team. But it's not. That's a symbol of a much deeper issue. And we're not going to fix this issue unless we fix fundamental issues. And a lot of people are not going to want to do that. A lot of moderate liberals are not going to want to do that, certainly. And even a lot of conservatives are not going to want to do that. Because the, the fundamental issue is that men are not women, as we've said before, right? That's fundamentally what's wrong. It's not just that men have more bone density and they've got bigger muscles and so they can do swim faster. And that, No, the, the fundamental issue is that they're different. But if men and women are different, then the transgender bathrooms 100% have to go because men shouldn't go into the women's bathroom. And if men and women really are different, and for instance, doctors take an oath to do no harm and to help care for the health of patients, then the transgender surgery, it's got to go. Not just for kids, we all agree on that, but for adults too. It's not helping them. They're not really women. That's not medical care. That's harming them. That's mutilating them. That's indulging a lie in a fantasy. So that surgery, it's got to go. It's got to be banned. You got it. You actually, you have to get rid of it. Let's go a little further than that. The Bostock decision, that was a Supreme Court decision that Neil Gorsuch squished on. He said that there is a constitutional civil rights law protection for, for uh, sexual identity, even if your sexual identity is different than your actual sex. That's got to go. Let's go further than that. Obergefell, the decision that invented this new definition of marriage. If men and women really are different, then 
the right that you have to get married does not imply a right for two men or two women to have a union that they call marriage because men and women are different. Now, are you comfortable with that? Maybe you're not. I think I I might be starting to lose some people now. I'm just telling you what we've got to do to get rid of this insane UPenn dude swimming on the women's team. I'm just talking about the fundamental issues, but maybe we start to feel a little uncomfortable. Gosh, you got to, well, you have to overturn gay marriage. Yeah, of course you do. If men and women really are different, then of course you do. Because then there's the right for marriage, the right for a man and woman to get married does not extend to men, to two men and to two women. Let's go even further than that. Lawrence v. Texas. This was a law, this was a, a ruling rather, that found sodomy laws to be unconstitutional. There were a lot of laws on the books that said that uh, you can't have gay sexual behavior. It's not about your identity or your desires, but it's about your, your behavior. And conservatives in that case dissented. They said there's no right to this kind of sexual behavior. The laws are basically never enforced and haven't, certainly haven't been enforced for a very, very long time in, at all. And the laws might be stupid. They might be, in Scalia's words, stupid but constitutional. But the point is, there is no constitutional right to that kind of behavior based on equal protection or any other reason because men and women are different. Are you willing to overrule that decision? Now we've lost a lot of people. Now, now let's go back to the sexual revolution in the 1960s. And not, we're not just talking about the transgender people, and we're not just talking about the homosexuals. We're talking about boys and girls just generally. Are you willing to undo the sexual revolution that says that men and women react to sex in exactly the same way? That men and women have the same desires for sex, that men and women face the same consequences for sex? This is where the pro-abortion movement came from is because men and women are different. And so they've got different consequences from sex. And so in order to pretend that men and women are exactly the same, women have to be able to kill their kids. We've got to overrule Roe. I think a lot of us could get on board with that. But we've also got to stop the fiction that men and women are exactly the same in every way. And there's nothing different about them. Are you willing to go that far? I don't know. So the reason I take you on this little trip down memory lane and this little trip down some legal thinking and philosophical thinking and anthropological thinking is because it's not so easy to kick the dude off the women's swim team. The errors that have led to the point where a hulking dude beats all the women in the swimming races and we're all supposed to applaud it. Those errors built up over many, many decades, and they did so subtly, and they did so probably with the best of intentions, and everyone just trying to be nice and trying to say, no, well, maybe let's just pretend this thing about women or this thing about sex or this thing about desire. And then the conclusion of that doesn't seem very compassionate at all, certainly not to the women on the team, and it doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem true. But does anyone, including conservatives, have the guts to actually go back and correct some of those errors? I hope so, but I'm, I'm not betting on the spinal fortitude of the GOP. Just trying to show you things clearly. When you want to see things clearly in a way that won't strain your, your eyes or your head, I would recommend you check out Blue Blocks. Blue Light 
can damage our eyes and lead to digital eye strain. I am particularly prone to this. I don't know why, but I get a lot of these headaches and things. For some people, it can heighten anxiety, depression. It can deplete your energy. If you want to get rid of that blue light, that nasty blue light, you got to check out blue blocks. I got pretty hip to this years ago. I have not looked at screens, with some exception, that have the blue light coming through in years at this point. I love blue blocks. Blue blocks are made under laboratory, optics laboratory conditions in Australia. Unlike other blue light glasses out there, they are evidence-backed. They're really, really high quality. They've got over 40 hip and cool frames. They come in prescription, non-prescription, and readers. They've got frames for every single need. They're also giving back by working in partnership with Restoring Vision in their Buy One, Gift One campaign. For each pair of Blue Blocks glasses purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. Head on over to blueblocks.com slash Knowles. Use promo code Knowles at checkout. Get 20% off and enjoy free shipping on orders over 115 bucks. Get your energy back. Sleep better. Block out the unhealthy effects of blue light with Blue Blocks. B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash Knowles or click the link below. Make sure you use the code Knowles to get 20% off your order and enjoy free shipping over 115 bucks. B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash Knowles for 20% off today. You know, the Daily Wire is leading the charge against the Biden administration's vaccine mandates. Not only were we the first in the nation to sue the Biden administration for their unconstitutional mandate, but we're getting closer to a million signatures on our do not comply petition every single day because people are realizing that if we don't actively fight for our freedom, the government will take it. The Supreme Court turned away two emergency requests from healthcare workers, doctors, and nurses in New York to block the state's vaccine mandate. So we got good news from the Fifth Circuit. We got good news from the Sixth Circuit. But you're still getting some bad news then out of New York. We've got a goal of reaching 1 million signatures. We've got over 850,000 signatures so far. We need your help. We need your help to cross the finish line. So please sign the petition at dailywire.com slash do not comply. And share your petition with all of your friends and family. We'll be right back with a lot more. Speaking of men winning awards, Time Magazine has just named the man of the year. I think now we're supposed to call it person of the year because we're supposed to believe that men and women are exactly the same. And so time has named the person of the year for 2021. And that person is Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, the richest person in the world, at least depending on the day, you know, these things fluctuate a little bit, but he has been the richest person in the world. Here is the editor of Time explaining their choice. The person of the year is Elon Musk. Okay. He is reshaping life on Earth and possibly life <laughs> off Earth as well. And, mm-hmm. and this is someone also who, in becoming the richest person in the history of the world this year, really speaks to the moment we're in, to this very complex moment in the world. Some people may look at Elon Musk, and he's got foes, too. I mean, he's a rich guy who's done a lot, but there are a lot of detractors. Fans and foes, yeah. legions of them. He's... You you look at Tesla this year, his electric car company became the biggest car company in the world by far. Uh, Electric vehicles now really in the mainstream, and that's his doing. SpaceX, his space company, is Mm -hmm. the global commercial leader in space. NASA chose it to get astronauts back on the moon for the first time in 50 years. And as I said, we are in this kind of new gilded age where, like it or not, so much of our lives, even in this moment of incredible Mm -hmm. inequality, are being shaped by these very wealthy uh, Mm -hmm. tech leaders. I'm 
always in the business of attacking Time Magazine and similar legacy institutions in the media that are usually just completely full of it and have a terrible left-wing slant. I think this was a good choice. I think this was a great choice. He is sort of the man of the year. He has a great claim to it, Elon Musk. He is a singular individual. And the thing I like most about him is that he doesn't get mired in nonsense. We are constantly mired in nonsense. If you want to be involved in politics at all, and especially today, you've got to be mired in just a little bit of nonsense and all the issues. Some of the issues matter a great deal, but some are just kind of distractions. And Elon doesn't really seem to do that. Elon just does what he's going to do. He's going to reinvent the electric car. Okay. And that's fine. And it doesn't matter if a Republican's president or a Democrat, he's just going to do it. And then they're going to try to tax him a lot and put a lot of burdens on him. Okay. He's just going to leave. He's going to go to another state, but he's going to keep making his electric car. And he, you know, he wants to go into outer space. He's going to do that too. And he's just going to do it. And we can all chit chat about whatever nonsense, but he's just going to go ahead and do what he's, what he wants to do. He's got his sights set a little bit further. And this is an important thing to keep in mind. You know, ultimately we need to keep our sights set further than the physical world. We've got to keep our sights set on things that are eternal. At least Elon Musk though is keeping his sights set on things beyond the borders of the United States, beyond the atmosphere. He's keeping his sights set a little bit further. Good lesson for all of us. I have nothing negative to say about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just the first, it's the first news story in a very long time. I've had nothing negative to say. So to balance that out, to balance out the man of the year, I've got to mention whatever, whatever the opposite of that is, whatever the, the degendered person of the year, the gelded person of the year. I'm talking about Prince Harry, poor Prince Harry. This is a headline just came out about Prince Harry. Prince Harry says quitting can be good for your mental health. Uh, Prince Harry was addressing uh, uh, Fast Company. He had a Q&A with the magazine Fast Company. He's talking about his, his work as the chief impact officer of the mental health company Better Up. None of this, none of this sounds real. None of this sounds like it actually does anything or a chief impact officer of this, of a, what is a mental health company? Better up. And uh, Prince Harry decided that uh, it is uh, sometimes really good for your mental health to quit. Why is this on Harry's mind? Because he quit his family. He decided to stop being a duke and a prince so that he could become some fake millennial position at some dubious sounding startup. Prince Harry is the voice of our generation. (laughs) I'm sorry to say. He left something with honor and nobility, real nobility, royalty, a, a, a job that was about duty and not about the self. He left all of that behind to chase celebrity and fleeting kind of fashionableness and the applause of millennials and to focus entirely on himself. The argument that the only somewhat plausible argument he gave for why he had to leave the royal family is that 
he was getting too much attention and too much publicity and that was harming his family. And what has he done? Since he left the royal family, he has sought out attention and publicity as much as he possibly can. But not in the dignified way that the royals have to deal with publicity. Even all the tabloids, their job is to remain dignified amid all of the tabloid gossiping. And sometimes they're more successful at that than others. But, but Harry is now, he says, I need my privacy. And he goes on every podcast in America. And then he goes and talks to every magazine in America. And he focuses on his mental health. And he focuses on how important it is to quit. It's not, it's, you know what's better than quitting? Not quitting, buddy. You know what's better than just focusing on yourself all the time? Focusing on other people. A man wrapped up in himself makes a small package indeed. And it's, it's ironic. He might be sincere about this. He might be sincerely wrong. But what Prince Harry seems to believe is that the more you focus on yourself, the happier you'll be. And anyone who has ever <laughs> pursued that path knows the opposite is true. The more you focus on yourself, the crazier you get, the less happy you are. The more you focus on others and duty and honor and virtues, the happier actually you will be. And you do this not by shirking responsibility and only indulging your own desires and whims and pleasures. It's the opposite. You do it by not quitting, by working, by working not just for yourself, but for others. Speaking of bad family decisions, Jussie Smollett has, uh, the the PR machine behind Jussie Smollett has tried to defend their man in any way that they can. Jussie made the hoax claim, the hate crime claim. Everyone jumped to his defense. The whole thing completely fell apart. Now he's been found guilty on five counts. He, he may see jail time. And so the PR machine is still working overdrive. They're saying it, it's his family. Well, he grew up in this family environment. And you know what, frankly, his family may have had a great deal of influence on how Jesse, Jesse got to the point that he is today. This was a New York Times article from about five years ago. So this was before the fake attack. The Smollett family business, acting and activism. Here's what Jesse said. My mom was in the movement. The, he's referring to the Black Panther movement, this radical black nationalist militant movement. My mom was in the movement with Bobby Seale and Huey Newton. And one of her first mentors was Julian Bond. Mr. Smollett said of the Black Panther founders and the civil rights leader, to this day, Angela Davis is one of her dearest friends. We've spent Mother's Day with Angela. Angela Davis is a communist terrorist. So I do feel a little bad for Jesse because when he was a kid, his mother had him hanging around with terrorists and communists and black nationalists, crucially, whose views of the world were very different from reality. His parents filled his head with the lies of commies and terrorists. I don't, and I'm not saying commies in the glib way that we conservatives sometimes do, where anyone to the left of us, we call it, I mean, actual communists like Angela Davis. And growing up steeped in those lies, Jesse probably believed them. And he probably believed that every time black men walked out onto the street, they were being hunted down and chased. And he probably believed that he could never achieve anything because he was a black man in America and perfectly oppressed by the white, evil white man. And he probably believed, he probably believed that the South side of Chicago was MAGA country where white men in MAGA hats very likely could walk up to him with a noose and try to attack him. 
So if he were going to perpetrate a hoax to get attention, actually, it wouldn't be so divorced from reality. Actually, it might be in furtherance of the truth. Because while that specific instance was a lie, it gets to a greater truth, as we are always told by these liars and deceivers. I I wouldn't be surprised at all. The Marxists have this idea of the false consciousness. And this idea of the false consciousness was developed not just by the early cultural Marxists, about whom I write in my book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, available for Christmas, makes a fabulous present, Uh, but uh, also really developed by the second wave feminists who would have what I called wine and cheese soirees, W-H-I-N-E, and they would invite these happy housewives to come over to their wine and cheese parties at the New, New York Radical Women's Groups and convince them that they were all terribly oppressed and they were all really unhappy. So the women would go in happy and they'd walk out miserable and they'd say, oh my gosh, I had no idea I was so oppressed, but now these lunatic feminists have convinced me that I am, so I'm going to burn my bras and stop doing the dishes and divorce my husband. And so I'm I'm not really exaggerating. These things happened. Ironically, the people laboring under a false consciousness who are not aware of their own mistakes and aware of their own uh, deceit and aware of of, uh, the discrepancy between their views and reality, the people who are actually laboring under a false consciousness are people like Jesse Smollett and Crucially, the people who believed Jesse Smollett, they're the ones under a false... If you think that white supremacists wearing MAGA hats, carrying nooses, who recognize some minor actor from some TV show that I've never seen, are going to yell out and try to lynch him in the middle of the night, you, you are divorced from reality. You are laboring under a false consciousness. You need to have your consciousness raised by the conservatives to, to remind you a little bit of what reality is like. The most ridiculous reaction from the Jussie Smollett incident came from the actress Ellen Page. Now she's pretending to be a boy named Elliot Page. But back during the time of the Jussie Smollett thing, she acknowledged that she's a woman named Ellen Page. And she went on Stephen Colbert's late night show and she blamed, I'm not joking. She blamed the Jussie Smollett attack, which is, which was totally real on Vice President Mike Pence. Sorry, I'm like... Not at all. I'm like really fired not up tonight, this but... Is how, this is how you have to be fired up. It feels up. impossible to you not feel fi- this way right now with yeah. the president and the vice president, Mike Pence, who like wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear. <laughs> the vice president of America wishes I didn't have the love with my wife. He wanted to ban that in Indiana. He believes in conversion therapy. He has hurt LGBTQ people so badly as the government of Indiana, and I think the thing we need to know, and I hope my show Gaycation did this, in terms of connecting the dots, in terms of what happened the other day to Jesse, I don't know him personally, I I sent all of my love. Connect the dots. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power, and you hate people, and you want to cause suffering to them, You go through the trouble. You spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is what I think happened is that white supremacists on the south side of Chicago tried to lynch Jesse Smollett. I connected the dots, except from dot to dot to dot to dot in Ellen Page's mind, 
the dots were based on lies. That's the problem. She did connect the dots. She connected the dots of her false premises, starting with the idea that America is this angry, evil, terrible place where straight white men are just trying to kill everybody and going all the way back to the dot that men and women are exactly the same. She connected all of those dots and she ended up at the place where Jesse Smollett got attacked by white supremacists in Chicago. If you start wrong, you're going to end up in a very, very, very wrong place. Connect the dots. I think we need to connect the dots. Nothing that Ellen Page said is true about Mike Pence or about Jesse Smollett or about anyone else. Mike, I don't want to speak for Mike Pence. I don't know Mike Pence. I'm not his spokesman, but I suspect what Mike Pence would say about the accusation that she doesn't, he doesn't want her to get married to her lady or whatever, is that he has no opinion about her getting married to her lady other than it is not possible for her to get married to her lady. No matter what the Supreme Court said, no matter what Anthony Kennedy said, it's not possible because marriage involves sexual difference. It does. And it's not like you hate gay guys or women. Or it's just because, it's just what we were talking about earlier, because men and women are different, it's not possible. And I'm, I'm sorry, Ellen Page, that I can't change reality for you to make that possible. And I'm sorry that not even Anthony Kennedy on the Supreme Court can change reality to make that possible for you. And no one's saying that you can't have affection for this lady or vice versa. And no one's even saying that you can't do whatever you guys, I don't know whatever you guys do, but you know, I, no one is even saying that. We're just saying that the reality of marriage and marriage is again, just, we're just talking about one institution, one natural institution, but there are many others. The reality of these things cannot be made to bend to your misunderstanding and your will and your desires. It, it just can't happen. Okay. And so if, if you went all the way back and you said, you know, actually men and women actually are different and Mike Pence doesn't, it's not, he he hates me. And it's not that this is an evil tyrannical place because the people who want to acknowledge reality are, you know, they just, they're filled with bile and malevolence. And it's just that, you know, there is this thing as reality and it's a fallen, broken world. And we have all got to deal with that. If you connected all those dots, then you would look at the incident that happened with Jesse Smollett, his fake attack, and you would just laugh about it. Like Dave Chappelle did. Like, remember, Dave Chappelle called it at the time. He was like, this isn't real. This is not, uh, I don't think so. So do you remember, okay. Do you, you remember that Dave Chappelle had this special come out around the time and he referred to this French actor, Jesse Smollett. Take a listen. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouillet, he's a very French, very famous French actor. (laughs) Y'all never heard of Juicy Smouillet? Okay, so I have an unpopular admission to make, which is I never got why this line is all that funny. I thought the bit was funny. I thought that Dave Chappelle talking about how Jesse, obviously, that this wasn't real in Chicago. You know, come on, it's Chicago, guys. Give me a break. I, I thought that whole thing was funny. But 
pronouncing his name in a French accent. I've never understood why that is funny. I know that's an unpopular take. Everyone gets a big kick out of it. At first, I thought the reason he was doing it was to distance himself from Jesse Smollett in that, like, I, Dave Chappelle, I'm a black man, and Jesse Smollett is a black man, but I'm embarrassed by what this black man has done, so I want to separate us as much as possible, so I'm going to call him a Frenchman. But then he refers to him as a black guy. So anyway, that bit, is just a, a little bit of a digression here. But the point that Dave made was absolutely right. Because Dave Chappelle, more than many people in our culture, has at least some grasp on reality. And so he knew, "Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that that's really going to happen. It's not hateful. It's not mean. It's not cruel. It's not Mike Pence walking around with electrodes trying to just zap anybody that he doesn't like. It's not cruel to say, look, there are realities here. And we just have to deal with that. And in a broken world, that's going to be difficult for us sometimes. And there's going to be suffering. And that's just the way the world works is that there's suffering. And we need to take that suffering and have it be sanctifying and edifying for us. Or we can have some dude beat all the chicks at the women's swim meets. And, and much, much worse than that. Or we can have some dude walk into a women's bathroom in Loudoun County and brutalize some girl. Or, or it can get worse and worse and worse and worse all in the name of a misguided compassion and a misunderstanding of the world. Speaking of famous women, Kim Kardashian might be a lawyer. Kim Kardashian might become a lawyer. Sort of a minor story, but I did want to touch on it. Uh, Kim Kardashian tweeted out, O-M-F-G-G-G-G, I passed the baby bar exam. Looking in the mirror, I'm really proud of the woman looking back today in the reflection. For anyone who doesn't know my law school journey, this wasn't easy or handed to me. Uh, So the baby bar is for non-traditional students. It's a first-year law exam. Um, She's failed it a bunch of times, so it does raise this question of who's going to hire this woman as a lawyer. I don't know. Who would hire Kim Kardashian as a lawyer anyway? I'm not not quite sure, but good honor. Congratulations. That's great. She passed the bar. Good stuff. Uh, the The thing about this story, though, that she should be careful of, and we should all be careful of, is this whole, I looked in the mirror and I love that person I see. I love, I love looking in the mirror. Oh yeah, I love you, baby. I love you, me. I love me. I'm proud. I'm great. I'm awesome. And I've, I've seen other people, even non-famous people, posting this sort of stuff on, on the internet. It's not, <laughs> it's, the, it's the Prince Harry problem. A man wrapped up in himself makes a very small package Indeed. Before we go, big news out of UC Berkeley. The diversity, equity, and inclusion cult has changed its, its initialism. You know, the, the libs love initialisms and acronyms, and, uh, acronyms, rather. And so they always add the LGB goes to LGBT, then LGBTQ, then LGBTQ, LMNOP, whatever. And uh, so DEI is now DEIBJ. It's diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and justice. Justice. Uh, Justice is good. I like justice. It's one of the cardinal virtues. It's a moral quality or habit which reflects the will and inclines it to render to each and to all what belongs to them. In layman's terms, it means just giving to people what they deserve. If you're going to have DEIBJ, we need a theory of justice. We need to be able to talk about what justice is, not just about what we want, not just about what is socially constructed, but actual justice. What is it that people deserve? What is this connection to reality? I love that they added that, J. I can't wait to talk about justice because the libs version of justice right now seems to be the opposite of justice. So let's talk about it. What is it? Is justice 
letting the dude beat all the chicks on the swim team is justice upending our political order because of a, a virus that's infected 43 people so far in the last few weeks is justice giving what it tell me, baby, let's talk about justice. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Michael Knowles show. See you then. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Klavan Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Cherokee Hart. Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Today on the Ben Shapiro Show, the stats are in, and they show that COVID-19 targeted the elderly, but lockdowns targeted everyone. That's not stopping the Democrats from pushing more lockdowns. That's today on the Ben Shapiro Show. Give it a listen. Mm -hmm. 